What's up, guys? Brett Apple here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC Vegas 72 this weekend. Song versus Simone in the main event. That should be a really, really fun fight. It's a short slate this week. Only 11 fights on the slate. Some crazy dynamics with the pricing, as we'll get to. As usual, going to give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and a matchup I like from a DraftKings perspective. Before I get into that, please make sure to subscribe to the channel, like the video, and comment below. Give me, why don't you give me your favorite underdog this week? So we're not going to include Journey Newson, who is not an underdog at a cheap price tag, but otherwise, there's several live underdogs, and I think picking correctly, especially someone outside of Newson, could help you stand out from the field. So always interested to hear what you have to say. All right, let's get into my cash game play of the week, which is going to be Cayo Bahayo at 9.5K. All right, rolling with Cayo Bahayo this week up at the top. There's obviously a, a very easy path to getting him at the top if you're going to play Journey Newson in cash as well, which I think makes a lot of sense at 7.3K, considering he's a minus 190 favorite. Bahayo himself is minus 360 to beat Mihal Alexiachuk and... You know, the, the cash game plays don't always work out, but I I, I think Bahio's relatively safe, mostly because I think he has a good path to grappling in this particular matchup. The fight plays out in the feet. I, I don't know that Bahio covers his expensive price tag. Uh, Mihal is a pretty decent boxer, a lot of hand speed, good power, and is only averaging 2.3 strikes per minute, Not not very active, but he controls range very well from like a karate style stance, only absorbing 1.6 strikes per minute. So I just don't think Alexia Chick's really going to be able to land on him at all. And more importantly, Bahio is a pretty strong wrestler and grappler, 2.23 takedowns average per 15 minutes, has leaned on his control a lot recently, controlled Muradov for about six minutes, controlled Petrosian for more than 10 minutes. And Alexia Chick isn't the best defensive wrestler defending takedowns at 43% to his credit. He's done a good job to get back up from them. So it's not like one takedown from Bahio and the fight's over, but Bahio's a pretty physical fighter and has really good back takes. And I think there's a path for that opening for him in this matchup. So I think grappling upside alone gives Bahio a decent floor and ceiling. He's minus 130 to win inside the distance uh, metrics are strong. The other fighters in this range have, you know, have similar grappling upside, have similar risks as well. But I think Bahio is a little bit safer in terms of his ability to go out there, land takedowns, earn control, and win this fight. So I'll be paying up for Bahio in cash games at 9.5k. All right, my tournament play of the week. Going back to the main event here with Ricky Simone at 8.4k. Did not work out well with the wrestler and Curtis Blades last week, which. You know, we had some exposure to Pavlovich for sure, but it would have been nice to see Blades implement more of a wrestling-heavy game plan considering what ended up happening was kind of the obvious result as to what might happen should he not emphasize wrestling. But I do think Ricky Simone will play it a little bit differently. Simone is only minus 120 to beat Song Yidong in the main event. I think it's, you know, a good fight. I think Song Yidong definitely has a path to winning this fight should it play out on the feet. 
Uh, Simone's a very aggressive wrestler, though. Comes from the Marab Tavalishvili mold, where he's not the best with his control or submission grappling, but he averages more than six and a half takedowns landed per 15 minutes, and this is a 25-minute fight against an opponent in Song Yudong who has been outgrappled um, in both of his, well, excluding the Corey Sandhagen loss, taken down a little bit, but gave up three takedowns to Kyler Phillips, 2021 lost, and earned a a draw, which should have been a loss to Cody Stamen, in which he was kind of beaten up, taken down five times. Simone is a good physical wrestler. Should try and push a pace here. 25 minutes, I think, favors Simone. Um, and more importantly, it's just the DraftKings ceiling is insane for Simone, who is scoring, you know, 121, 89, 101, 107, 98 in three round decisions because he just lands a ton of takedowns. And over 25 minutes, whether it comes inside the distance or not, I think Simone has a really, really high floor and ceiling. He's only plus 275 to win inside the distance. So I wouldn't bet on a finish. But if he wins, it's probably coming with five-plus takedowns, five-plus minutes of control, a bunch of significant strikes. And that's going to score very, very well at 8.4K. He has one of the highest ceilings on this slate at all. You can argue some um, Song Yudong is a really good leverage option. He'll be popular too, though, at 7.8K. But if Song, if this fight plays out in the feet, Song has knockout upside, better inside the distance line, plus 175. I think he's a really good play as well. I just lean toward the wrestler here more who... I trust to wrestle and has that 150-point ceiling in theory should he be able to land takedowns, um, especially down the stretch. So Simone, I really like from a tournament perspective. 8.4K is a great price tag. Definitely get exposure to him this weekend. All right, up next, we got my salary play of the week. I am swinging a big hammer here. Going to go with Marcus McGee at 7.2K in part because I like him, in part because I want to talk about this matchup with Newsom and McGee, where Newsom is minus 190 to win at 7.3K. He should be very chalky, and he's going to project extremely well in this range. Newsom has some knockout upside. He has some submission upside. McGee only took this fight on like three days' notice, so I understand why Newsom's favored. I think he rates out very, very well. I expect him to be very, very popular. The issue is that... Newsom's like not the best talent. Um, he's not a very physical presence. He's five foot five, um, a decent boxer, but he's averaging two point seven strikes landed per minute. And I think he's got a brown belt in jujitsu. Um, he's shown at least competency as a defensive submission grappler, but he's averaging point zero point six five takedowns per 15 minutes so as of now you got a guy who's not really producing anything off producing any offense he's won um two of his five ufc fights one was overturned but he knocked out domingo pilarte in 38 seconds then he got knocked out in about the same amount of time by randy costa only scored 65 points in a decision against fernie garcia with 57 strikes and a couple takedowns and then was just out grappled by morozov McGee is going to look to strike with him. So the issue is Newsom might take him down and have success, but I just don't really trust Newsom to implement a wrestling-based game plan where if the fight plays out on the feet, McGee's aggressive, has a bunch of wins by knockout. I, I, I do think there's a risk with a short notice, but uh, Newsom just doesn't really, he's never reached 60 significant strikes in a fight. So should the fight play out on the feet, it's going to be competitive. I think McGee's more aggressive. I think McGee 
hits harder, and we've already seen Newsom KO'd quickly in round one. So will it work out? I'm not sure. But I think McGee has some win equity, and he has some knockout upside. He's plus 240 inside the distance, which is not bad. And he should act as pretty good leverage against Journey Newsom. If you you know, are trying to play Charles Johnson, Haley Cowan, Budai-type lineups, then... Playing the chalk with Newsom makes sense. But if you want to play the Cayo Bahayos of the world, DeLima, Vieira, it's going to be really difficult to pair with Journey Newsom because they're going to be the most chalky constructions and you're just not going to be able to separate yourself from the field. So you can go with other, uh, other underdogs. One option I like is going on the opposite side of the fight with McGee, who, again, acts as leverage, has knockout upside, is very cheap, 7.2K, May not score well in a striking-based decision, but I think has some knockout equity as well. Interesting pivot there, in my opinion, and he'll be my salary play of the week at 7.2K. All right, finally, my matchup of the week, I'm going to go with Julian Arosa versus Fernando Padilla. Arosa is the favorite at minus 150, Padilla plus 130 on DraftKings. Arosa 8.8K, Padilla 7.4K, and I think this is just going to be a really high-paced matchup. Arosa averages 6.19 significant strikes landed per minute and absorbs 6.27 strikes per minute and averages about 1.7 takedowns landed per 15 minutes. So a very high volume striker, um, a, a decent wrestler and grappler, and I think that's probably where his big advantage will be here against Padilla. Padilla is like a, a pretty solid boxer, long and tall and, and probably not the best wrestling defense, not you know, insane one-punch KO power. But Julian Arosa has really poor durability, has been knocked out many, many times. We talk about it every time Arosa fights. Just knocked out in the first round by Alex Caceres. And I definitely think Padilla has the ability to put Arosa away should these two box in the pocket. So I like Padilla at 7.4K. May not have a great floor and just may not win the fight, but that's a cheap price tag for a plus-120 underdog plus 230 inside the distance with clear knockout ability. Arosa more so needs to grapple a little bit. I don't think a striking-based decision will get him there. But Padilla, it doesn't have strong takedown defense from what we've seen. Arosa, in his last three wins, has landed two or more takedowns, along with 90-plus significant strikes. So just a really high-volume guy has scored really well because of it, 97, 112, 101. If all the fighters in these range, like Bahio, Egger, Vieira, if they're all winning inside the distance, I don't know that Arosa's optimal, but I think Arosa's a pretty high floor and a moderate ceiling as well should he look to grapple plus 150 inside the distance. I think it's a really strong tournament fight to target. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you again for the support. You can follow me on Twitter, Brett Apley, double T, double P, dailyfanmma.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns needs. Best of luck this week. Stay safe out there. I'll talk to you all soon. Peace.